Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. Today we will be talking about whether or not the Big 12 will accept BYU. And it, no, um, we're going to stay jazz themed, even though, to be honest, that's the most entertaining sports news for me right now, personally. But but we'll keep talking about the jazz. We'll keep talking about basketball. But if anyone wants to go to town in the comments with, with nothing too hurtful, you know, we can we can do that after the episode. But yeah, the um, not a lot has re- recently really happened recently for the Jazz. I mean, they did have Irv Roland, um, who coached, who was on the coaching staff that took Houston to the Western Conference Finals, where they almost made it to the finals a few years back. Um, he's part of the Utah Jazz's new coaching, or he's new on the Utah Jazz's coaching staff. So that'll be um, a great basketball mind to add there. And honestly, I don't know a lot about how the assistants coaches work behind the scene but excited to see a new face in the organization there and dale and i were talking a uh, kind of what we wanted to talk about and um we we kind of settled on the fact you know that you have right now ben simmons and damian Lillard, who both seem like they're not going to be on their respective teams here in the next few months and then we'll throw in bradley beal because he's always discussed about um be moving for on from the wizards but at this point i just i'm accepting that he's a lifer i don't know how you feel about beal dale <laughs> when it's a rumor video it's it's obligatory to talk about bradley beal but we might even like just have the 30 seconds of bradley beal right now but you, you'll know since you've already seen the title but it could just be a thumbnail with bradley beal and just why the jazz should trade for bradley beal you know just <laughs> in all caps but but before we hop into all that i think and like you said, I don't know how all the assistant coaching works behind the scenes. It is interesting, though, that they brought someone in from a Rockets team that they didn't go full small ball, but they started embracing small ball even at that point. And we were talking last week that the Jazz need to figure out a small ball lineup and they have yeah. a roster that works with small oh, ball. That's so that, that's something interesting that they that might have been part of that decision. Yeah, I do think it's kind of crazy. And obviously I didn't follow the NBA like back in the 90s, early 2000s, but kind of getting like the impression that it's went from having like, you know, a coach with a couple of assistants to having a coach now with like, you know, 10 plus assistants where every single player like has their own personal coach that the organization is paying for and just kind of like seeing the change in in development and think that's part of the reason why the nba is is as good as it is right now is you definitely have a lot more emphasis on the individual players so i do wonder um the article says that he works th- he worked through the offseason with current and former nba players i'd imagine the former ones are, might actually just be rest- um free agents trying to get back in so if he's going to be there for that or you know where he's going to play on the player development side if he's been hired to help someone out specifically yeah, and chances are this time next year we won't have any more clue what he did. But I mean, he'll just we, have we a ring on his now. finger, right? This time next year, we'll just be riding high on the Jazz being the defending champs. I'm I'm down. <laughs> if, if if they're down, I'm down. Like same. Tot- I mean, I'm not saying no. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we and like to get to give some context. I don't know. You guys might want to talk about this in the comments uh like nate and i before videos we we try to go through and look over all jazz news any rumors anything and obviously this is like 
this is the dead part of the off season. Like in, any news, you just kind of have to take a hold of. And I was looking at the the whole Ben Simmons stuff, and there's like it looks like the Timberwolves are the only team really trying to pursue him. Maybe that like I just saw a headline that maybe the Trailblazers are are still like thinking about it. Uh, but I asked like we last year the Timberwolves just had the Jazz's number. We couldn't beat them. We didn't win a game against them. And so I was like, and and Ben Simmons killed us that one time when Joel Embiid was out and he scored like 46 on Rudy. So I'm like, is, but now Ben Simmons <laughs> is kind of like, no one likes him anymore. So is, if, if he goes to the Timberwolves, does that make the Timberwolves like, there's no way the Jazz can score a point against them? Or will we be able to beat the Timberwolves this coming season? I think I think the Jazz will be fine. I mean, there's kind of three parts of the season that I look at. I look at the first eight games where the Jazz went four <laughs> and four, and I don't really count anything in those first eight games because, I mean, obviously the Jazz completely turned that around for the rest of the season. And then you have like the last 15 to 18 games, maybe a bit more than that, where, you know, Donovan was out for the majority of those and then Conley was out for... Um, well, Donovan was out for all of those and then Conley was out for most of those. And I think the Jazz didn't have Donovan against the Timberwolves the, the last two times they played. So if Donovan's not in there, like they still should have won. But I think that if, I mean, if the Jazz are healthy, they're going to beat the Timberwolves and the Jazz. I honestly feel like, and I really don't like this as a fan, but I feel like they're going to be more likely to rest players in the big games than they are in the in the small games because beating Minnesota is a lot more important than beating you know the Lakers on the back end of a back to back. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you're gonna give up one of those games, you're probably gonna give up the game where you're like, we might lose this, and that's definitely a bit more gamesmanship than I want to see. Especially, I want to know like where the Jazz play up in that. But I think if you look at the majority of the Jazz's back to backs they play a good team on the end of the back to back, which is, I guess if you're going to lose to a team losing to them on the back end of a back to back is a lot better than losing to them. You know, when you actually had rest going into the game. Yeah. And maybe that, I feel like those games are a lot easier to just, if you're doing good in the standings, you don't need this win. that's when you can rest Conley and other players. Yeah. It's like because, it's either they, they, they go 110% to try to win this game. Or we just kind of <laughs> give up before the game starts and make sure so, that they're healthy for the playoffs. Over under 61 games. 61 and a half. We'll go 61 and a half games that Conley plays this year. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say wins. I was like, oh, oh that's a little <laughs> that's a little high. Oh, no. We're all... I know. Over under 72, Dale. <laughs> oh, no. Um, over under 61 and a half games that Conley plays this year. I'm And, and regular season, not playoff, regular right? Season. I'd I'd say still over. Uh, over the Jazz I, haven't the Jazz haven't like done a ton of resting players in recent no. years. So I don't think they'll lean super into it. I think they will do a little bit more though. I just think that, you know, you, I mean the Jazz have like what, nine or ten back to backs. So Conley's gonna miss one of those games. So now you're down to one of those sets. So now you're down to, you know, seventy two. He's gonna miss a few injured. others and like I just think he's, he's going to get hurt at one point. And so, and obviously that's really concerning. I mean, I feel like that's why most jazz fans didn't want Conley back is just because they felt like they couldn't count on him health wise. 
Now, I really just came, it came down to the fact that I don't think the Jazz were going to be able to like swing Alonzo Ball trade or DeMar DeRozan trade or something sending Mike Conley to a team that he didn't want to be on to pick up a backup. Conley for Simmons. I mean, (laughs) it gets you that long defensive wing that you, that all the Jazz fans want. And then you lose all of the offense. But, (laughs) um, and honestly, like if we were shipping Conley out, like Conley for Simmons wouldn't have been. A horrendous deal. You would have got something really good. You would have got someone really good in return. Just not exactly like my favorite NBA player. I mean, we talked about that, but I think I, I'd stick with you on over, but honestly, it won't surprise me if Conley goes under. And really, I feel like we're just bated breath, hoping he can make it through the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's, that's the hope. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> we, we started this video t- saying how we're probably not going to talk about the jazz, but I guess there's stuff that we found to talk about the jazz. Apparently I'm, so. I'm really interested to see how the jazz, how everything's managed, how they play next season, because we saw last year, Quinn Snyder changed things up a lot. Yeah. And, and I, I have the feeling like the jazz haven't made a ton of changes but for a team who's first, like the best team record-wise in the league last year, I think they made more changes than usual after just like one season like that where they were where everyone in the NBA felt like they were a legit contender. So yeah. I feel like Quinn Snyder will come and change things up again. See, and I do wonder that, right? Because what allowed him to make so many changes um, between, you know, the bubble and last season was the fact that the only person who really needed to like kind of get back in the swing of things a bit was Derek favors, right? Everybody mm-hmm. else was already there. So you had that much continuity and like he was able to implement a lot of those changes in the bubble and then carry them to fruition in the next, in the next regular season. <coughs> so part of me wonders, you know, if he's going to kind of lean away from those changes because of the fact that, um, that he now has Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay, who he really needs to get into the lineup. Yeah, that I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested. And Quinn is one of those coaches that he's always at the drawing board and you never know, like you, you never know exactly what he's going to change up yeah. or keep the same. Um, I, I think that's one of the draws that's, it's fun to watch the jazz. Um, Cause I know the Mavericks with Rick Carlisle, um, especially like the and like the later years of Dirk, the roster was like changing a ton those years. But Rick Carlisle's strategy was exactly the same. You knew what to expect out of Mavericks basketball under Rick Carlisle, and which eventually really, gets yeah, yeah. He he only really adjusted a little bit with Luca because Luca is just such a unique player. You kind of have to change. And if you want to look him. at a coach who hasn't adjusted, in my opinion, and there could be better NBA minds who disagree, but Greg Popovich is on his way out. Like he hasn't adapted and what he did work for so long. And he's one of the greatest coaches of his era, but he has not adapted. And yeah, that, that's why his, his, like he has some of the best mid range shooters on his team. Yeah. Which, not winning you games know, can help you, but like, in the end, you do need three, some three ball. Like, I think if you play mid-range and you're able to get some great mid-range shooters on your team, you can definitely sprinkle that in there to great effect. 
But if you want to keep living in the mid range, then you've got to go back a decade or so. Like you're not going to get away with that in today's NBA. Yeah. And that's just how the NBA moves. That's, that's another thing interesting to study that I don't think I've, I've been a fan long enough to really understand how the game has evolved. Yeah. Because in my mind, it feels like nineties and earlier. And then then there's kind of a line where the three point line came in. So it's like the three point line to the, to like two thousands and then, three-point line before and then like 2000s to now which i'm yeah. sure there's been a ton of nuance changes but yeah do, do you want to actually hop in and like talk about ben simmons and, and everything else yeah. that we were going to talk about no we i mean we can like we got some some good jazz stuff in there but yeah ben simmons is just really interesting like i mean it came out that he wants to go to three of the four um california teams Though that's where he wants to end up, and it's like, oh, you want to end up on either the Clippers, Lakers, or um, Warriors, unless you're willing to switch out one of those. And he's just really a big Sacramento diehard, you know, and wants to go wear the purple <laughs> down there. But Ben Simmons just, I, he, I mean, honestly, here's the difference between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, and I feel like there's they're a fair comparison in the fact that like they were so close to Rookie of the Year. Um, Don, the difference like, is Donovan, seven inches, right? I mean, it's a lot more than seven <laughs> inches, I'm pretty sure. Um, but when you look at it, Donovan Mitchell did not feel like he honestly, he, from my understanding, he wasn't planning on going into the NBA draft. Like he didn't think he was ready. He was convinced by some NBA players to go in. Like they told him he was ready. And Donovan Mitchell has never thought he's good enough. Like, He has a lot of confidence in himself on the court, but he's always looking to be better. When, you know, Ben Simmons was, you know, going into college, number one pick locked, one and done, no questions. Like, we all know what's happening here. I mean, Ben never really had to work for anything before he went into the league. And that's definitely an oversimplification, right? Like, there's very few athletes who like truly never had to work for anything. Like being an athlete, a professional athlete is very difficult, but I mean, Ben Simmons, just, we have not seen a desire to improve. Like we've seen from Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes, not because he can't shoot because I mean, he's very capable of shooting. Like he could definitely earn that skill but he doesn't want to be people to make fun of his three point shooting. So he doesn't do it. Yeah. And the really interesting thing with Ben Simmons, I, I think it is interesting that Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell have kind of been put in this comparison because they are both extremely similar and extremely different. But if, if, if you remember Ben Simmons, like when he was at LSU, his team was awful. They didn't win any games. He put up great numbers, but but after what after watching him in that year of college, there was a lot of talk like, okay, he's such a unique talent. Obviously, he's going one, and if he doesn't go one, he's going two in the draft. But a lot of people were like, he doesn't really look like he cares about winning. He doesn't. He looks kind of lazy on the court. He's so good that he still puts up great numbers. So, I and I remember hearing that and just thinking, okay, sure, whatever. But like, he's. He's he was he's going to be great, and now we're kind of seeing what that that attitude has has continued, which is interesting to think about. That we saw that that early on from him, 
Wait, what pick number was was Ben Simmons? I'm pretty sure he went first. He, I know he came in with the hype that he was going first no matter what. Yeah, no, he went first. Let me pull that up. Um, no, if you Google Ben Simmons draft number, Google pulls up twenty um, Sixers options with Ben Simmons number twenty eight pick, <laughs> and and maybe that's something to do with like a possible trade. Um. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's assessing the options with the number 28 pick, Ben Simmons saga, and more as is the NBA draft approaches. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Google's not really doing their job there when they pull that up. I'm like, there's no way Simmons went 28. What are what's going on here? So yeah, um the the most intriguing place that I've seen Ben Simmons possibly landing up landing in, which I feel like would I, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. But if you were able to swing a trade to get Ben Simmons to the Golden State Warriors um, and ship Draymond Green out, Draymond out, especially after the comments he said in his interview with KD and that just probably not being super great in that organization. I honestly really question if Draymond has ever brought anything positive from a morale standpoint to Golden State. But And that would really tick me off because it would just kind of feel like Ben Simmons just like lucked out and again, put in no work to get in a great situation. Yeah. And like, that's if that's if they do win a championship, but like, yeah, if you look at their, like the Sixers roster, they've had good rosters. Um, Their best one, obviously with Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, at least, um, so I think he's been in a good situation. Um, but but looking at it, like if he is really going for the, one of those uh, California teams not named the Kings, um, <laughs> I agree with you. Golden State is really the best option. Uh, if he goes to the Lakers, I think like if if he's like, not enough shooting, if, just there's, there's too there's long, not enough shooting not there. Enough shooting. But also think of the the like personality fit. Um, I don't where, even think Russell if, Westbrook if, fits in there. So like Ben Simmons would just add even more of a disconnect there. Yeah. And, and Ben Simmons, he, a lot of people are saying, Oh, who's babied by the 76ers. He's not putting in the work. He's like, yeah. he's not doing this. He's, if like you go to LA and you're with Russell Westbrook, who will not accept that LeBron James, who will not accept that. And then they, they also have who Rondo Rondo's not going to take any of that. Yeah. So, if he goes to LA, maybe that's a great turnaround for his career, but it'd be a rough season. I feel like the only way they're pulling that one off is if Russell Westbrook just gets immediately shipped um, to the 76ers and never actually gets to wear a Lakers uniform. And I don't even <laughs> know if that works contract wise. And maybe, they, maybe they that could make it work. Play. It's close enough. Yeah. Well, contract-wise in the sense, like, I don't know if you can actually turn Russell Westbrook around that quick. Like, there are specifically some contracts, things that make you have to wait a while to trade someone after a trade. So, um, and then maybe the Clippers could pull something off, but I think more likely than not, we're going to see Ben Simmons end up somewhere that he doesn't want to be. And that could honestly be the turnaround for his career, or it could be the end of his career. Like... Um, I just feel like what's 
I'm the, I mean, the only thing that I could see happening that would be really intriguing on how it impacted the Jazz is it gets to the point where Dame really does want out of Portland, and Portland just the best thing they can do is swap him for um for Ben Simmons. Just well, that's the only way Portland gets something back, and it's better to pick up a young Ben Simmons than it is to get nothing. Well, with with that, I don't know, like. What I'm thinking is, I think the Warriors is probably, like you said, for Ben Simmons, they're a good fit. The Sixers aren't yeah. going to take what those Warriors can send. Um, if the Sixers get desperate, I think they're going to take D'Angelo Russell and a couple picks from the Timberwolves, but they're not at that point yet. Um, and then you're just putting and, Ben Simmons in the same situation he's been in, where you have another yeah. big on the floor and they're just like, they can't play together. Yeah. And and with the Trailblazers, something interesting that I read today is Damian Lillard said that he would like playing with Ben Simmons. So Portland might be trying to put together a package to keep Lillard and bring Simmons to the team. Um, if Simmons, like if Simmons demand, I mean not Simmons, if Lillard demands a trade, I I think that they might. Um, like that Simmons for Lillard thing might end up working out. I feel like it's a lot more likely though that Lillard would have other options because anyone who can make the cap space work would love to have Damian Lillard on their team as long as they're even like as, as long, long as, as they're they a playoff have some team. Yeah. 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 So So thank you for um off side note for you know people who are watching the video version. I apologize. I don't know how long my video was out. Thank you for making it to this point. I'm sure there's <laughs> so should be fixed now. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see like what happens with Ben Simmons. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Ben Simmons is just kind of a what could have been. Like possibly one of the truest, like biggest busts of all time because of how much resources people actually ended up sinking into him and having it never really pan out for the organization since if you're rookie of the year number one overall pick like it's title or bust like you need to at least make it to the to the finals at one point in your career and i don't think he's going to be able to do that yeah like brett brown sunk his entire career into ben simmons and (laughs) yeah then things finally looked like they were working and what did they immediately do ship him out for doc rivers (laughs) so i so yeah, no, I do have one question kind of to wrap things up. One thing I forgot about. So have you seen the news that San Francisco and New York State um, have or- city ordinances and or laws that are go- that prohibit unvaccinated individuals from entering public um, buildings? And I have not seen that. And That's an interesting Arenas though. are public buildings. So unvaccinated players... Are per city laws are not going to be able to play in San Francisco? So at in the Warriors Arena, and in the Garden, and in the Nets Arena. Interesting. Barclays Center, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's been any updates on that, but that, like, imagine, and I don't think, but imagine, like, if Steph Curry's not vaccinated, and I'm sure, I'm sure he probably is, and I'm (laughs) sure after this he he couldn't play at home. Yeah, no, he couldn't. 
Like, the, I'm yeah, he, really interested to see. And I, I'm yeah. Uh, he if he's not vaccinated already, I'm sure he will be. <laughs> <laughs> After this, yes. Yeah. They they move back to Oracle so they can play in Oakland. Oh, so they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Oakland might actually immediately pass a law like that just to spite them if they if they haven't done that since it's great. Um, yeah. So CNBC two days ago, unvaccinated players for Knicks, Nets, and Warriors would have to miss home games under local rules, and I'm assuming it's also players going and playing there. So I'm not sure like how many. I mean, max for the Jazz. What is that like? Eight games max. So it's not really going to impact the Jazz at all, but four against the Warriors max, but I think we only have three and two against the Knicks and Nets. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see if that turns into something in the future. Um, I, like if I, I think the only reason it would make a headline is if there's a star. Who, yeah, a star for a contending team who isn't vaccinated and and like decides to stay that way because I, I i can't think of any reason why there'd be an nba player who can't for health reasons yeah i'm well i mean the question is like it's there's pretty good credible suspicion that lebron james wasn't vaccinated um during last season now whether or not that's changed and whether or not his personal opinion has changed with the fda approval you know is an entire is like a, a good question to ask but and I, I am ninety eight percent sure that even if he isn't, uh, they would just look past that law for him because <laughs> he's LeBron James. I mean, maybe that that I mean that's definitely going to be problematic if you find that out. And obviously, like I think that the NBA is pretty much requiring everybody except for players to be vaccinated, which is kind of frustrating to me in that sense, where it's like go all in, like. I understand you have to work with the NBA Players Association, but I mean, if the referees have to be vaccinated so that they can safely um, interact with the players, then why don't why don't the referees, you know, get to have those same safe interactions with the players on their end? Like, and I mean, yeah, that's that's a whole conversation right there. COVID mandate vaccine debate, like that's not what we're here for. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, where you already have. If this season ends up being wrecked by co- wrecked by COVID again, and I hope it's not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. So we ended up having a lot longer podcast today than I think either of us thought we would. Um, so apparently we can both just chat each other's ear off. So yeah, so I, I we found something to talk about with the jazz. So. I, Anything else we, we you want to find add something or? to talk about? If if anyone wants us these episodes to be longer, I'm sure we can talk about something. If somebody <laughs> else does the if somebody else does the editing and uploading, then maybe. Yeah, we're, we're, we're taking applications for interns. <laughs> yes, for for um for pay to intern, where you pay us to be. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, I don't know how many people have made it this long, but thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I believe unless anything crazy happens, we are planning on taking um, a break next week from recording an episode. But please let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know if you have any good um, topics for an episode. And 
let's just hope that let's just enjoy these next few weeks and try to survive until the NBA starts again. And thanks for watching. Subscribe if you haven't and go Jazz.